0: Today I want to talk to you about stones and sweaters. Happy holiday! Welcome. Happy holiday to Happy Life Studios. May the calendar keep ringing. Happy holidays to you. We're here to make your happy holidays even happier. Happier holiday. Happier holiday. Happier holiday. Happier holiday. Happy holiday. <laughs> What's up, happy lifers? happier holidays. So what in the world do stones and sweaters have to do with having a happier holiday? Well, I'm glad you asked. What's Christmas really about? Let's talk about the stones first. I've been in the holiday movie watching mode more than any other year, I think, and I've been loving it. I've been doing a ton of puzzles and watching a ton of Christmas movies, and that's how I like to spend holidays, and this year has been been by far better than all the others as far as those two things are concerned anyway. And, and so I've been watching so many movies, so I'm going beyond the typical ones. And I was looking for some different ones to watch. And, and I love how Comcast, Xfinity, you just say Christmas movies. And all of a sudden, all these movies pop up, and movies that I wouldn't even think necessarily are necessarily Christmas ones. And there was one out there called Family Stone. Uh, it had Sarah Jessica Parker in it, Diana Keaton, um, Rachel McAdams. It was a pretty good movie, but I never have been in the zone to watch it before because it just seemed like a Christmas movie that I wasn't going to want to watch. Well, I was very pleasantly surprised, and it kind of showed the brokenness of a family at Christmas time. I mean, honestly, you know, holidays can get get. Well, let's talk about the sweater part for a second, too. Ugly Christmas sweater. That's like an oxymoron. You don't put ugly with Christmas, whether sweater comes after it or not. An oxymoron are two words that are opposite each other. Ugly and Christmas. It's like pretty ugly. If someone says you're pretty ugly, is that a compliment or is it—is it a cut down, right? So we don't like to use the word Christmas with ugly. Christmas is supposed to be all warm and beautiful. And yet, if you look at even the original Christmas, it was ugly, I mean, Mary, nine months pregnant, about ready to give birth any moment, and she has to get on the back of a donkey. Not even getting on an airplane to travel for the census, but she has to get on the back of a donkey, and and travel for for days and and weeks to get to to where she's got to go to take the census. And and when they get there, maybe they didn't leave in time. Maybe Joseph didn't have the money, but there were there were no rooms available. Do you think Joseph felt good about the fact that that here he is, his wife is about to give birth, and she's about to give birth to the son of God, right? And he can't get them a place to live. So it's all on him now. And the manger, we all see we see the way we create these things. I did a bunch of videos on my YouTube channel. Um, you should go check them out. Uh, and I actually got down into the nativity set. So you have the nativity people all around me, and yet I am a character in the nativity scene. And it's pretty cool. I talk about the nativity scene from baby Jesus's perspective, from Joseph's perspective, from Mary's perspective, from the wise men's perspective, from the, from the shepherd's perspective. And I, it shows Christmas from a different angle. Sometimes I don't think we really think through the whole concept of Christmas. I mean, they were in a stable that could have been a cutout in the side of a hill. 'Cause they couldn't get a room. The manger, we, we look at it it's like there's some warm little no, that was a cow feeding trough, a donkey or a horse feeding trough. Animals slobbered in that thing for years. Anyway, ugly Christmas sweater, we don't want to think about it, but holidays bring out the ugly side of us like nothing else does. That's because there's a lot of stress to the holidays, oftentimes when you're trying to host big parties and 2020 is going to be obviously quite a bit different for a lot of people, but there's a lot of stress of trying to get Christmas ready and try, you know why? Because we want to make Christmas just perfect. And the reason why Jesus showed up in the first place is because the leaders of his day, the leaders back then, the Pharisees, they tried to make walking with God, they were the religious leaders of the day. They were trying to make, you had to be perfect and they're all striving to be perfect. They wanted you to be without flaw they crossed every T they dotted every I and then they made up dots and crosses. I mean, they went out of the way to try to make it perfect. And that's what we do with Christmas. We're, we try to make it perfect and that creates a lot of stress and stress brings out things in us that nothing else does. I mean, our happy us is the best us, but honestly the stressed us shows us things about us so that we can help and get those things fixed so that we can be better people. I mean, it's like the leaves on a tree. When everything's in bloom, all the leaves hide the branches. You don't see the broken branches. You don't see the scars. You don't see the deformities. But when you take those leaves away, when fall comes and those leaves fall off, you begin to see parts of that tree that that you never saw before. And that's what stress does. Sometimes we can cover up our brokenness and all that stuff, but stress tends to pull out things in us. But it's good because that's the way we can deal with it. And Family Stone was a movie that was exactly like that. They were a family that was broken. Broken. <laughs> I mean, they were messed up. But I love how this movie just really portrayed that. And, and one of the children brought home their fiancé, and they wanted the family to meet him. And boy, it was just the family was brutal. Particularly one of the girls of the family were really brutal on her brother's girlfriend that he brought home. And I mean, it's like Meet the Fockers. It's it's like those movies. It's just like, it's like Daddy's Home uh, with Mark Wahlberg and, and um, who else? Is but they're all kind of the same kind of a feel to the movie. But Family Stone, it was, it was over the holiday time. and They're trying to celebrate the holidays. And Meredith, played by Jessica Parker, was the fiance of the brother. And Amy was the younger sister who was kind of the, I guess, spoiled baby of the family. And she did not like Meredith. Amy did not like Meredith. And things are building up to a, a head. It was it was just getting ugly on so many levels. And Amy all along was just being mean, just being mean. And and one of her other brothers was trying to be nice. And, oh, it's a great movie. I, I, I can't get into all the details of it because I would just ramble on and you wouldn't, it wouldn't make any sense anyway. The point I'm trying to get to is near the end of the movie, what all changed was when Amy saw Meredith's true pain. Everything changed. There was a scene there where, where she was trying to make her specialty egg dish for their whole family, you know, the, the fiance that was visiting. And so she's making this egg dish and all of a sudden she spills it all over the kitchen floor. And then, then Amy comes walking in, the mom comes walking in, the sister comes walking in, and she falls on it and gets all over her. And, and at this point, they had just had enough and, Meredith finally speaks up instead of just being silent. She finally speaks up and she says this to the mom. She says, I'm just as good as any of you. To which M- mom, played by Diana Keaton, Sybil says, Of course you are. I'm just as good as any of you. Well, of course you are. Better, probably. And then I like that she says, Better, probably. Which is funny because throughout the whole movie, she was kind of acting. Better than you, holier than thou kind of. And she was just kind of condescending to her, looking down on her. But also now you see in this, in this whole situation, you see her real colors come out. And she says, of course you are. You're probably better than we are. And then Meredith keeps on going, man. She says, what's so great about you guys? Nothing. It's, it's, just, it's just that we're all we've got. It's just that we're all we've got. And then Amy pipes in and says, we're not so great. Yet the whole movie, she was acting great. But when you don't feel great, when you don't feel good about yourself, you tend to be condescending. You tend to look at, down at other people. You tend to point at, when, I, when I've got a fault, you know, when you're pointing your finger, what do they, my dad always said, you are pointing your finger at someone, you've got three more pointing back at you, right? And sometimes when I'm, when I'm struggling with something, I want to blame other people for the way I'm feeling about myself. And like I said, in the beginning of that movie, Amy acted like she was so superior. And truth is, she was hurting. So she was taking it out on Meredith, the brother's fiance. It wasn't until she got egg on her face. Well, actually, the egg was all over her back because she slipped and fell on it in the kitchen floor. But there was egg involved. And it was on her back. But it wasn't until she saw, till she truly saw Meredith and all of Meredith's pain and in her humiliation that she finally replies with, we're not so great. We're not so great. I got done watching the movie and all of a sudden I came upstairs and started working in the office and, and I was doing some Facebook posts and all of a sudden a video comes up by Michael Jackson. It's a song called Cry off his album Invincible. And believe it or not, I've never heard this song before. I've never heard it. It was a, it was a video and the video was so, so good. And as I'm watching the video, I realize, wait a minute, these two line up right here. He says in verse one, somebody shakes when the wind blows. Somebody's missing a friend. Hold on, somebody's lacking a hero, and they have not a clue when it's all going to end. And that's true, man. There's so many people out there that are that are hurting right now, but yet we want to cover it all up, and we want to don't let it. And oftentimes the problem is when we want to cover it up, we end up attacking other people, we end up blaming other people, we end up we end up being mean to other people because we don't want to want them to look on us. I don't. What is that called? There's like a psychological term for that. But it's when you want to blame other people, so they don't look at you instead. The chorus says, You can change the world. I can't do it by myself. You can touch the sky. Gonna take somebody's help. You're the chosen one. I'm going to need some kind of sign. If we all cry at the same time tonight. And that's what happened in that kitchen of that movie, The Family Stone. They were all in humiliation at the same time. And then they begin to see each other's pain. And sometimes we see how other people are acting or behaving and we want to blame them. But if we could all just cry together, if we could all just feel each other's pain together, it changes everything. You know, we're, we're trying to make Christmas so perfect, but it's not about being perfect. It's about giving love And giving hope and giving joy like we've been talking about the whole season. Let's talk about the sweater part. I already talked about a little bit the ugly sweater. But I had a couple people text me a few days ago. And last week was really ugly for me. In fact, I felt like I was an ugly Christmas sweater. I felt like, honestly, I'm just going to tell you the truth. I felt like I was God's ugly Christmas sweater. I had a couple people text me. And I was texting them. I was hurting. And so I was texting them and I was hoping that they were going to reply back and and they were going to catch that I was hurting and they're going to pick up my signs. And I finally just kind of told them, I'm not doing, I'm not doing very well. And I told them that by saying, you know, they said, how are you doing? And I said, I feel like I'm God's ugly Christmas sweater, (laughs) you know, because it was bad. I'm not going to go into the details of it because if I go into the details of it, the point I'm trying to get across is that I was struggling as much as I've struggled in years. It was really ugly. But if I share why I'm struggling, then you're going to have some people go, well, that's nothing. That's nothing like my struggle. Listen, struggle is struggle. And your struggle might not mean the same to me as my struggle means to you. But truth is, we're all going through something. And I just felt ugly inside. I don't care about outside. I'm old enough now. It doesn't matter what I look like anymore. I gave up trying to to be, you know, have it all together. But on the inside, I just felt like a big, fat failure. A lot like Joseph probably felt when he can't get a place for his wife to give birth. What he probably felt like when he's walking that donkey through that rocky countryside and Mary's up on that donkey, nine months pregnant, ready to give birth and he's got to walk. I mean, I can't imagine what he felt. I guess I can a little because that's kind of what I felt. I felt like a failure on several different levels. I didn't like how I was feeling that I was feeling that way. So not only did I feel bad about myself, but I felt bad that I felt bad about myself. Sometimes that's my worst enemy. I feel bad that I feel bad. and so we started a thing called chris's ray of sunshine chris is on our happy talk tuesdays chris i met her at camp daniel it's a camp for people with disabilities and she is just probably the sweetest person on the planet that's how she was introduced to me and the person that said that was exactly right she is probably the sweetest person on the planet and so we've been doing some things for her and playing them on happy talk tuesday on our facebook page and i just edited one for her and it reminded me of what I was going through. Our life, it's all connected, man. Stones and sweaters. I mean, all these things are, they're connected with each other. Like I'm watching a movie and then all of a sudden uh, a video I never saw by Michael Jackson pops up on my screen half hour later when I'm doing something else and they're all related to each other. And that's what went on here. I just got done editing her video a couple days prior. And, and the video is called when I'm feeling sad or when I'm feeling mad. And that's how I was feeling. I was feeling sad because I felt like a failure and I was feeling mad because I was feeling sad. <laughs> I know I'm a messed up person. What can I say? But, but it was, it was very ugly and I had to go speak the next day and I'm like, how could I even share anything with these people? And I felt like I wanted to tell them that I felt like I was an ugly Christmas sweater, but I'm like, that's a downer. I don't want to share that with them. Well, God had a plan. He wanted to watch a movie with me. Now I didn't realize God was watching the movie with me until the end of the movie called wonder with with luke wilson and julia roberts in it and they have a kid with a disability a kid who's got a a deformity in his face and everyone makes fun of him he's had like 20 some surgeries before even middle school and it's it's a very moving story and i just felt like i was supposed to watch it i've seen it i've seen it on on the tv you know the movies and i keep going past it no i don't want to watch it. it's a good movie i don't want to watch it and all of a sudden i sat down that night just feeling terrible and I did exactly what Krista said. I said, God, I can't seem to get out of this funk. I can't keep, seem to get out of this sadness. I need you to help me. Would you please help me? And lightning struck. And the house shook. And all of a sudden, I heard this voice out of heaven. Come unto me, my child. No, that's not what happened at all. You know what happened? Nothing. Sometimes we pray and we want it to happen right now. Like God is Santa Claus. You tell Santa what you want and you get it. It doesn't always work that way. Sometimes it takes time and nothing really happened, but I didn't, wasn't expecting it to. I've done this enough. I've asked for help from God enough that I'm like, even when you ask for help from people, sometimes it takes time to get it right. So I sat down just kind of worn out. I sat down. I'm like, I should just watch a movie. I, I don't know what else to do right now. And, and all of a sudden I see wonder and I felt like I just need to watch that. And I didn't realize it was God wanting to watch it with me. I just felt like I needed to watch it. So I sat down and started watching it. At the very end of the movie, this guy, you'll see it in the trailer, but this kid, because he's got that deformity in his face and everyone looks at him, he he was given this astronaut's helmet for Christmas one year, and he always wore it. And now he's in middle school, and he still wants to wear his helmet. Because when he wears the helmet— he Halloween's his favorite day of the year because he can wear a mask and everyone treats him normal. And so he'd always wear that helmet. You know, he'd wear that helmet over his face and, and you couldn't see his face then. And so he also wanted to be an astronaut too, so that also had something to do with it. But at the end of the movie, he had made it through his first year of school. He was homeschooled up to this point. His mom put him in middle school and he made it through the year and his dad is putting his tie on so they can go to the graduation and he says I'm so proud of you and his son said you didn't think I was going to make it through did you? And the dad said, "Yes, I did. Of course I did." And the son looked at him kind of cocked his head to the side like, "Really?" You know, and the dad said, "Okay, well, let's okay, to be fair, you were wearing uh astronaut's helmet in school." In middle school. She said, so I did have my doubts. He says, yeah, I wish I could find that helmet because he had lost the helmet and he couldn't find it for the longest time. And all of a sudden the dad says, it's in my office. And the son said, what? He said, yeah, I put it in my office. And the son got mad at him. He said, don't be mad at me. He says, I put the helmet in the office. And the son said, why would you do that to me? That, that's kind of like his son's comfort. He would like to hide behind that. He, why would you do that to me? And his dad said, because I couldn't see you. And this is where I realized that God was watching the movie with me. Because all of a sudden, God is like, inside, I feel like he's guiding me. Like, pay attention to this. The dad is me, and you're the boy. That feels like he's the ugly Christmas sweater. That feels like he is deformed. And nobody, everyone makes fun of him, and he doesn't fit in anywhere. And uh, and, and then, so he said this. Luke Wilson said this to his son. He said, I want to see you. I want to look at you. He says, I know you don't like your face and you think you're ugly, but I love it. I don't think you're ugly at all. I love looking at you because you're my son. And I just started a ball on the couch. You know, it, was, it felt like God was saying to me, Steve, I know you feel like an ugly Christmas sweater, but I want you to know I love looking at that Christmas sweater. One of my friends who texted me when I said I felt like an ugly Christmas sweater, he said something along the lines of, Everyone loves ugly Christmas sweaters. They make people laugh. <laughs> and that's what God was trying to say. It's was like, I know that you don't like yourself right now and that you feel like you're a failure, but you're not. Let me look at you. Allow me to stare at you. It reminds me of something I wrote a long time ago, and it's called Beauty. Beauty, it's not what you do. It's you. beauty let me define you let me refine you allow me to look at you my voice my thoughts what does someone else know about you you're my child I already made you and what I did I did it right Just ask. I'll tell you. Just look. I'll show you. Shh. Listen. Many don't understand my art, and many won't understand my art. But you, you still are, and always will be, my masterpiece. I felt like God said, I know that you feel ugly, but I think you're beautiful. And I know you feel broken, but I think you're perfect. Not because you're flawless, but you're built just the way I wanted you to be built. I formed you in your mother's belly. We're all in this together. Let's stop acting like they did in Family Stone and start attacking other people because we're scared or because we're angry, because we don't like how we feel about ourselves or we don't like how other people... Let's just stop that. Let's get egg on our face, egg on our back, <laughs> like like Rachel McAdams' character, Amy, and see each other's pain, see each other's hurt. That's exactly what it means It says we're all in this together. So how can we say we're all in this thing together and then be mean to other people? Those two just don't go together. We're all in this thing together. We're all struggling together. We all have some kind of egg on our face or on our back or somewhere. Let's see each other's pain, see each other's vulnerability and realize, like Sybil said, the mom said, there's nothing so great about us. It's just that we're all we've got. We are each other's greatest Christmas present and life might be tough, but we do have each other. And that's all we really need. We don't need all the perfect presence. We are the perfect presence. We are all we've got. We may be broken, but we are family. We are all we've got, and we're all that we need. That's how God intended it from the first place. I've got my love to keep me warm. Thanks for listening I've got my love to keep me warm. And remember, Christmas doesn't have to be perfect to be married I've got my love to keep me warm. We know at this time of the year that many are looking... Uh, for good causes to give to for a year in giving or to just plain help and we would be honored if you would consider happy life studios to be one of those causes because we think we're not only a pretty good one we believe that we're a life-changing one as well covid like it has with so many has been very limiting and difficult for us this past year but we decided to reinvent ourselves and use the time to increase happy presence online I can't believe it, but in this last year alone, we've been on over 60 countries, had over 17,000 visits and over 11,000 downloads. Can you believe that? <laughs> I can't believe that. I'm, I'm, I'm amazed at that. And we started another podcast this year called Penny for Your Thoughts for the sole purpose of helping people who right now are struggling with anxiety, worry, fear, anger, loneliness and, and more because it's a, it's a really, really crazy time. Right now, just the world is hurting. And it not only desperately needs some happy, but it desperately wants it as well. And there's never been a more vital time to help people find their happy than it is right now. And you can help with that by donating to Happy Life Studios. You can do it through Zelle, PayPal, or, or even a, send a check. I will leave all the information in the show notes, and we'd be honored if you would consider us. We're a 501c3 nonprofit corporation And all donations are tax-deductible. Now, have a Merry Christmas. Go find somebody that you can be merry with.